Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise and glory and honor. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It seems there's someone here, maybe more than one. You've had this, it, it seems like it might have come up this week. This is, this is uh, not as strong as usual, but it just seems like I'm getting it's coming to me this way. Possibly came up this week, maybe before that, but... There's someone here, you've you got a report from a family member, somebody in the, you know, family, that has been, it, it has the effect of trying to cause you a lot of trouble. And I don't know all the details of what it is. I don't, I don't sense it just has to do with their, phys, you know, like a physical sickness or physical attack against their body. I sense it has to do with something like a... Um, Again, it's not real clear, but it's just something like a, like a uh, lawsuit or, or something. It, it, it's maybe not exactly that, but something that's troubling, something in that area. Who does that fit? Who does that apply to? Somebody here. I see two people over here. There's a third person, fourth person. I'm prompted to have you, if it's okay with you, three or four, I believe, come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Okay, yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Th ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, just as soon as you all walked out in the aisles and started coming down here, I heard the Spirit of God say, and I don't know which one it is. I wish I could tell you which one it is, but I don't know. You have to, see, some of you, whenever I say it, I'm getting ready to say something the Holy Ghost just said. Some of you, whenever I say it, you're going to know in your spirit, that's me. I'm not talking about your mind. Your mind will still want to go on being troubled. But in your spirit, you'll, you'll know that's me. And this is what the Holy Ghost said as soon as you stepped out. He said, two of them, tell, he didn't tell me who. Sometimes he tells me who. I, he didn't tell me who this morning. He said, tell two of them, it's really nothing. You know what I mean by that? Or what he means by that? It's really nothing. It's a bunch of, you know, yakety yak yak. It's really nothing. It, it, it'll come to nothing. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know which one. I wish I could tell you. I don't know which one it is. But the other two, here's what you do. In fact, it do all of you good to do this. You just, you just, here's what the Lord told me while we were singing right there. He said, you just don't have to listen to that. You know, the yakety yak yak. All you have to do is do what we've just been doing right here. Just worshiping God. 
get in his presence. Remember the Bible said, the, out of mouths and babes and sucklings. King James says in the Old Testament, thou hast uh, ordained strength. That Jesus interpreted perfected praise. That Then the Amplified goes on that you might silence the voice of the enemy. Praise can silence the voice of the enemy. You can get in the presence of God and to where you don't have to listen to all that by just praising God. And, and then, and then uh, the other two, and I wish I could tell you who. It'd be nice to know. It'd be nice to tell you. I tell, I'm a nice guy. I'd tell you if I could. But the other two of you, when you get in that place of praise and that, then you silence the enemy and you get in his presence, there'll be an anointing come on you and you'll say, now in the name of Jesus, and you'll be able to deal with that. You know what I mean by that? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Why don't we just practice it? Let's just, let's just help them this morning. We're family. We're going to help them. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Always victorious, yeah. We worship you, Lord. Our hearts are turned toward you, Lord. We give you praise. We adore. Your name is great. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. to your mighty name all authority is in your name we give you praise yeah we give you praise yeah our hearts are raised our attention and our gaze is on you Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you just do that. You just do that until your mind gets quiet, until what's in your spirit starts rising up. And then that's what the word of the Lord was. There'll come a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All the equipment she needs, all the equipment she needs, any manifestation she needs, any manifestation she needs, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Victory is ours. Victory is ours. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You and I cannot move the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? We can't. We, we, we don't move the Holy Ghost, but we can sure go to the place where He moves. You know what I mean by that? We can get into the Spirit where the Spirit is moving. And then just move with Him. Amen. I, li I like that. Don't you like that? And that's, that's what we're called to do in life. I mean, um, our fam excuse me, your family is blessed to have somebody in the family who knows how to get in the Spirit. Amen. I mean, we are, we, we are to be a blessing. How many of you know we're blessed to be a blessing? We're blessed to be a blessing. And, and how many of you know, how many of you know that uh, Lot was blessed to have Abraham in his life? His life was spared because of Abraham's intercession. Isn't that right? Uh, and that's what we are. We're blessed to be a blessing. Glory to God. So it's not proudful to say, my family's blessed because I'm learning the things of the Spirit. I'm learning to walk by faith. I'm learning to get into the Holy Ghost and, and, and change things and things that the enemy intended to happen in my family. My family's blessed. Amen. <laughs> it sounds arrogant, but, it's, but it's, we want to be a blessing. We want to be a blessing. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad I came to church today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When what I believe it was one of the people up here mentioned about. God's assignment said, I want you to also train this congregation in the things of the Spirit. Remember that? Well, guess what? We're all learning the things of the Spirit. Praise God. And as these things flow more and more, the things of the Spirit will move beyond just our lives and move into the lives of others, the life of our city, the life of our city, the life of our nation. Praise the Lord. You say, we're not, we're not sufficient for all that. You're exactly right. But we're not doing it out of our sufficiency. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus himself said, I can of my own self do nothing. And if, if that's where he is, guess where we are. <laughs> In ourselves, we can do nothing. But aren't you glad we're not in ourselves? We're trusting the Holy Ghost. We're trusting God living on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Well, greet your neighbor and say, I'm telling you, just tell your neighbor, I'm telling you, somebody else is blessed because you're faithful to the move of the Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I remember that story Brother Hagin told about uh, the Goodwins. They had a man in their church who was uh, 
who was, uh, worked at the oil rigs. Remember whenever that, uh, she woke up with a burden to pray. Mrs. Goodman woke up with a burden to pray and she said, I, I don't know what, and, and her, her, prayer life, her, her prayer time was waking up her husband. What is it? What is it? Are you sick? No. She said, I'm just, I'm just you know, I got something on my heart. And they prayed and, and, and got a little relief, went back to sleep. And, they, and that happened three times. She woke up again with a burden to pray. Then you know the story. They said, well, Lord, we don't know what it is, but show somebody that needs to know whatever they need to know because somebody's life's in danger, you know, and somebody in our congregation. So uh, the, uh, the, uh, the story went that uh, there was a man, I believe he was some, some, working in their church or something, but anyway, he went to the oil rigs to work that day, and uh, he worked the top of the oil rig, Derek, and they sent him up there, and he came, went up there, and then he came back down. He said, I'm not going to do it. They said, what do you mean? He said, well, I had a dream last night, and in the dream, the oil rig cable snapped, and it swept around and cut my head off. And he said, I'm not going to do it. And there was a man standing there. It was a good denominational man. Thank God for the denominational people. But he said, and this church was right across Kitty Corner. Don't know what Kitty Corner is? Here's the, here's the full gospel church. There's a, a crossroads right there. And Kitty Corner right across there is another church. And this man, this denominational man went to that other church. He said, well, I'm not superstitious. He went up there and they started that oil rig. Didn't go 10 minutes. That cable snapped, whipped around, kept that man's head off. And his head fell down on the back of the Assembly of God man's bent over working. And uh, somebody said, well, why why did God spare that one and not the other? Well, the other doesn't believe in that kind of thing. But see, here's Mom Goodwin and Dad Goodwin. They believe in the things of the Holy Ghost. And they picked up on the the burden of prayer because somebody's like, you know, just because it happened doesn't mean it's the will of God. God gives us warnings and premonitions of things ahead of time to spare our lives and even spare the lives of others. Amen. But people go to churches that don't believe in that kind of thing and then things happen and people say, well, I don't know why. God, God, I thought God was a good God. I don't know why bad things happen to good people. I mean, it's just where a lot of people live. I'm talking about down where a lot of people live. And it's not that uh, God wants bad things happen to good people. It's that they don't believe in the things of the Spirit. They, they don't move with the Holy Ghost in, in burdens to pray. You know, where God gives you an alarm and says, uh, something's not right, pray. Amen. Well, we believe in it. I said, we believe in it. And uh, the Bible said the manifestation of the Spirit is given to profit with all. Profit profit the whole. Profit the whole body. And so uh, if we get the profit because we believe in the move of the Spirit and others don't get the profit, that doesn't mean it's not available to them. God's no respecter of persons. He wants to move in all of our lives. All His children. He loves all of us equally. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. Me and Adam probably about the favorite, but he loves them all of us about equal. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. Some of you aren't awake yet this morning. I'm... Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. Praise God for the move of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus.
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what it is, Katie. Just seems like it keeps coming up to me. Up to me. Come up. Come up here. Can somebody watch the boys? I, I, it came to me yesterday and it just, it, it just got by me. I don't know if anything's ever come to you and then it got by me and later in prayer it came back to you. And like, oh yeah, the Lord did say that. You know, we, we, we miss things sometimes. But yesterday it just came to me and then it got by me and I forgot about it until right now. You're coming into some new things in prayer in this, uh, in this realm. You're going to be a, a, a wushakayaya, mangideyaya. <laughs> Boy, the people in your life are blessed to have you around. A greater room, a greater room in the Spirit. Access now being given to a greater room in the Spirit, picking things up and changing them for the plan of God to go the right direction, for the lives of those in your life to go the right direction. Ha, ha, ha. And the enemy, his plans will be defeated. Not just once, not just twice, but over and over again. Because you've been faithful in a few things, now you're being given rulership over much. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So, gird up the loins of your mind. Yeah, and uh, close all the doors. Not that you have doors open, but just make sure that all the doors stay closed because the enemy's not going to like it. But you'll have, the, you'll have hey, hey, yeah, the spiritual wherewithal to stand against it all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, new experiences. I keep hearing the Spirit say more, Katie. New experiences, new places, some things that you've had a limited uh, experience in, and there's been a little bit of training in, and now the training's going to be more intense. And the experiences are going to be phenomenal. And, and because you've been faithful, and now you're stable, and won't go off into the deep end uh, of error. In Jesus' name. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, yeah, he says it again. I hear it say, him saying it again. Keep all the doors closed. Even in your uh, home and in your family life and in the, in the things on TV and things that... Uh, I, just, I just sense that the Spirit saying that again. Keep all the doors closed. Things that maybe others don't have a conviction about. You'll get a conviction about. Not a religious bondage, but a conviction about. In order to keep all the doors closed for the enemy's strategies and devices against this. He hates this. He hates this. He hates this. But the plan of God will go on. And his strategies will fail. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So, in your heart, right now, in your heart, Miss Katie, answer the Lord from your heart, yes or no. Because he'll see your heart and he'll respond to whatever you say. Yes or no to this greater flow. Pashakia tambrosa kayete. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The Lord, the Lord moves on those that are open to it. If we're not open to something, He won't move on us. He won't, he's, he won't force anything on any of us. But if we're open, we'll, He'll move with us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Why don't you just raise both hands and say, I'm open to God, how He wants to move. Hallelujah. Shikabaye, Branzagaye, Pokotiye, Paprazuke, Paprazuke, Shekahaye, Hembrazuke, Paprazuke, Ganze, Befeshuke, Tahia. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I guess you can be seated. We'll see where we're going to go here. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You might say, I want in on that. Well, just tell the Lord, I want in on that. Well, I want him to call me up. It's not about being called up. It's about just what your response to the Lord is sitting right there in your seat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We were uh, ministering in the minister's conference on the recordings that we sent to Nigeria about the leadings of the Spirit, the inner witness. And uh, I had picked some things up back in... uh, Oh, before I went to Bible school, World Harvest for a week, uh, that was not last week, but the week before, right? Am I right about that? But uh, thank you all. You can, you can, uh, I guess you can come on down if you'd like, I think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank God for the worship team. Thank God for the worship team. Appreciate their supply. But um, I, I got that, some things in my spirit about following the leadings of the spirit, the inner witness. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I'll just teach on that in Bible school. Maybe that's for Bible school. And I got out there and it wasn't. I got on a little bit, but that really wasn't the main focus. And, um, and then I, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to go a different way in the minister's conference for Nigeria. And, and uh, God redirected me back to the leading of the Spirit. So we got on that. And I thought, well, that's what that was for. And I got to praying about this morning service. And I said, ah, it's not all that's for. That's for us all here, too. Praise God. So we're going to get into that. And we're just going to springboard off of what we've been talking about concerning, you know, preaching for, in, for, for the believers in the end times. Because, I mean, if there's anything you need to do, learn to do in the end times is be follow the Spirit. Because He'll lead you right into the blessings of God and lead you right out of all the danger all around you. Remember the Bible said perilous times will come. Remember, in the last days, 1 Timothy 3, 1, I believe it is, perilous times will come. You look it up, it's dangerous. Well, how, are you, how can you be sure and be in the right place at the right time and not in the wrong place at the right time? Or whatever you want to say that, wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, well, you just have to be led of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And thank God we're all, uh, we're all, the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of all of us. Amen. We don't have to pray for him to lead us. You know, you can go to Romans 8 if you want to start there. Romans 8 talks about verse 14 and verse 16. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Then verse 16, His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Now let's stop right there. Just stop right there. Do you need to ask Him to do that? What did it say? It says He's doing that. You don't need to ask Him to do that. He's on the job. Amen. 
He's not. He's sent to be our comforter, to be our guide, to be our teacher, all those things Jesus said he'll do. He'll help us. He'll stand by us. How many of you know he'll stand by you when nobody else will stand by you? He'll strengthen you. He's your advocate. He's your intercessor. Remember all the sevenfold meaning of the Holy Spirit in the Amplified? He's all that. All that. <laughs> and the bag of chips. And, and, and. <laughs> He's all that. <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful by saying that, but I just mean he's just all that. I, I just wouldn't want to live this life down here without him. I'm telling you, he's gotten me out of so many pickles and so many, he, he's helped me, delivered me so many times. But anyway, now he's, one thing he is, is he's our guide. He said, he'll, he'll guide, Jesus said, he'll guide you into all truth, all truth. But anyway, he said there here, Romans 8, are you looking at verse number 16? I read verse number 14, or I quoted it. Verse 16 says, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Well, concerning verse number 14, remember he said in verse number 14, as many as are what? Led by the spirit of God. How does he do that? He bears witness with our spirits. So this is guidance. The Spirit gives guidance to our lives. The Word guides our lives. You don't need to pray about the Word. Just go ahead and just act like it's true. If the Word said, don't be unequally yoked together, meaning in marriage, don't, don't be marrying unbelievers, so forth and so on, then don't pray about that or you open yourself to deception. Just do what the Word says. Just do what the Word says. There's a lot of things you don't need to pray about. Just find out what the Word says and just do it. Yeah, but I don't want to. Well, just suck it up and do it anyhow. Your flesh doesn't like it, but to, uh, you, anyway, I won't go down that rabbit trail. So th there's guidance. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll not only guide you into all truth, but he'll guide you in all the affairs of life. We got 1 John 2, 27, the anointing that you've received of him abides in you. So this is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is not the power. Now, thank you, Lord. Yes. This is not the power mm, that comes upon you. I'll do it. Shoke uh, and Nemaya. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let me, get, let me get back here. This is not the power that comes upon you. Thank you, Lord. For power to be a witness and to minister to others. But it's the power that's in you in the new birth. It's not the baptism of the Holy Ghost that he's mentioning in 1 John 2.27. Every believer has 1 John 2.27. Have you found it? The anointing that you received of him. When did you receive that? In the new birth. The anointing that you received of him abides where? This isn't the baptism of the Holy Ghost because that happens, whenever that happens, the anointing came upon you. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts 1.8. But this is the anointing that's in you. When you were born again, the Holy Ghost came in you and he imparted the life of God into your spirit and recreated you and, and gave you eternal life. But he didn't do that and leave. He just lives on the inside of you. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And his spirit dwells in you. So the anointing that you've received of him abides in you. Now here's one of the functions of his, the, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. The anointing that you've received of him abides in you. You don't need any man to teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things. Teaches you of all things. All things. And his truth. 
and no lie. The reason he says that is because sometimes what he's saying down in here, your head won't think it's true. It can't be so. It can't be so. It can't be so. It can't be so. But it is. It's no lie. That's why he said that, because you'll be tempted to think sometimes what he's saying is not true. Not possible. Well, if he's saying it, it is possible. Brother Hagin said all the doctors gave up him up to die and said there's no way for him to be healed. But he said somewhere down, when he got born again, he had the witness of the Spirit down in here. Somehow or another, he knew that his answer was in the, his Bible was laying there. His answer was in the Bible laying there. So he got it and he started reading it. When he got to first John, or when he got to uh, Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four, somehow he got stuck there. And he said he knew his answer was right there. Amen. How do he know his answer is right there? Because the guide is on the inside, guiding him into all truth. Amen. And the doctors had said, because Mark eleven twenty four said, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you'll have them. And his greatest desire was a healed body. And the devil tried to fight him. He tried to say, well, no, but that doesn't mean physical things. That just means spiritual things. And so, but he had to run his references. And he ran his references, came to James chapter number five, saying, sick among you. Let them call for the elders of the church. And he said, so, uh, well, then he said, he started crying. He said, well, the elders of the church, my church don't believe in it. And even the elders of this other church don't believe in it. And so I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, that, that, that can't work for me. None of my elders believe that. And he said he was laying there just kind of giving up hope. And he said he heard, heard the spirit on the inside of him say, really, it's his own spirit, and said, did you notice that it's not the elders or the oil that heals the sick, that it's the prayer of faith that heals the sick? Amen. He looked at that again. He said, well, that is what that said. It's not the elders. It's the prayer of faith. Amen. King James says, so save. It's the same Greek way translated healed. And he saw it. And then the Lord said to him on the inside, you can pray that prayer, the prayer of faith, just as well as anybody else. And it took him a while to, to decide and understand that Mark eleven twenty four meant he had to believe he received it before he saw that he received it. He said his spiritual education was slow. He said, just like all your education is slow. <laughs> He's talking to all of us. And he said, but he said, finally, I got it. I saw I got to believe I received before I see that I received. But see, the Holy Ghost was guiding him into all truth and guided him right into his healing. And rather than die at 16 years old, he lived to 86. He says 87 because he's in his 87th year, but it's 86 according to the way most people count. <laughs> Brother Hagin's counter was off a year, you know, just, I'm just having fun. He's, he was in his 87th year. But anyway, so, but God guided him into all, what, what's the point? Will God do that for you? He'll guide you in, he'll teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. Yes. Well, what's he saying down in there? You got to follow the guide. And it's not always a voice. He does have a voice. The Holy Spirit has a voice and your own spirit has a voice. Spirit of your voice, the voice of your spirit's conscience. Don't ever override your conscience because spiritual things will become more or, or less distinct. Let's put it away. I was going to say more indistinct, but that's two negatives. <laughs> yeah, amen. The spiritual things will become less distinct. They'll be unclear. You override your conscience. So, well, well, well I, why am I convicted about that? Nobody else. You just let other, you just let God deal with other people. You just deal with your own spirit. There's things some of you can do that I can't do. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean I'm holier than thou. It's just that I got to follow my conscience. You got to follow yours. Amen. Amen. So, uh, praise God. 
The anointing is in there to teach you. He's in there to guide you. Praise God. So uh, it's important that you pay attention to him. Now, uh, I I believe I know where we're going. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He's guiding me into all truth this morning. But uh, in order to really get into all that God has for you in life, all that belongs to you, all your inheritance, all the move of the Spirit, all the manifestations of the Spirit for people like that came up here this morning, all those things, in order to get into all that, you got to learn to follow the Holy Ghost. Yes. And, and it's not always a voice. Don't look for, don't look for you know, booming voices out in, out in here, you know, out in the air around you. Just follow this inner witness that he mentioned. That we're led by the inner witness. That's the primary way he leads all of us. So what is the inner witness? Well, it's not an inner voice. I said in the conference, I said sometimes it's not, a, it's not the Holy Ghost saying anything. Although he can. Jesus said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come. He'll guide, he'll guide you in all truth. He'll not speak of himself. Whatever he hears, that's how he speak. Yeah, he yeah. can speak. Yeah, yeah. I've had him speak to me and make me jump. Not, not out of fear, but just, <laughs> who said that? I've told you some of those stories. But, um, but, he, but he can't speak. But the inner witness is not him speaking. It's a little like him on the inside just going. You know what I'm talking about? When I, have you ever had anybody answer you that way? They didn't say a thing, but you knew exa- that they communicated. And you knew exactly what the answer was. See, we've got to pay attention to that. That, that gentle nudge to go a certain direction. Or that, that, that inward uh, reservation. A lack of peace on the inside. We got to learn. We got to start tuning into that more. The Lord's been dealing with me. Tune into that more. Tune into that more. We haven't talked a lot about it in church for a while. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, Hallelujah. Can save your life. Praise God. Some people get impressed that, you know, every time a guest minister comes through, they call them out, give them a word, you know, save their bacon. Well, look at me. I'm spiritual. Look, I always get a word. Nobody else gets a word as often as I get a word. Look at me. And don't know it's not because they're spiritual, more spiritual. It's because they're dull and not listening to this. You know what I'm talking about? And so there's, there's God out of his mercy is rescuing them. Hallelujah. You know, you don't need anybody to call you out if you're already on the right track and already hearing what he's saying. Now, God can confirm things, but you, you, even something that's spoken by a word, somebody calls you out and gives you a word, even that, ha- yeah, thank you, Lord. I know, I know. He keeps, keeps talking to me about something. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'll say that. But when, that, when, that, when somebody's getting a word all the time, and they're looking for voices, that may happen, but listen to me. It has to bear witness with your spirit. Yes. The inner witness trumps all of that. You understand what I'm talking about? An angel visitation, a voice out of heaven, some of these other things. If you don't have an inner witness, an inner peace about it, you need to throw it away. And if you seek to hear voices, the devil will accommodate you. He's an impersonator. He can manifest along these lines just as well as God can. 
He can, he can manifest a voice. The Bible says he appears as an angel of light also. Yeah, I mean, there are angels of God. There are true angelic visitations and so forth and so on uh, that God is in. But Satan tries to imitate those things. Yeah. And tries to get people deceived by appearing as an angel of light. He's not an angel of light, but he'll appear that way in order to deceive. And he'll give people messages and get them off. And when people seek these things, the devil will accommodate them. I seek for God to move however he wants to move. But I don't say, Lord, give me an angel visitation. Or seek to hear a voice. I'm not promised that he'll give me a, to, he'll, he'll guide me with a voice. I'm promised he'll guide me. I'm promised that the word is enough for me and the inner witness will guide me into the specifics. Because the word doesn't tell me, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with my life, what career or whatever, you know. But I got the Holy Ghost for all that. Amen. Thank God. So, but if you go to seeking, now God can move these other ways, but we're not told to seek it. We're not even to seek guidance through the office of the prophet. That's right. That's right. Doesn't mean that the office of the prophet won't manifest and confirm something, but it has to bear witness with our spirits. See, everything goes back to the primary way God leads. Mark, I mean, uh, there in uh, Romans 8, chapter number four, or 8, verse number 16, and, uh, or 14 and 16, uh, he'll lead us. With this inner witness. That's, what, that's all you have a promise of. You don't have a promise if it gets dangerous that he'll do something more than that. Now he might out of his mercy, but don't depend on that. Why am I saying that? Because of what the Holy Ghost keeps coming on me and talking to me about. You might think, well, Pastor, I know all this. Yeah, but God's on a rescue mission this morning. He might do that, and somebody might tell you about how the Lord rescued them by giving them a word or a prophecy or something happened. <clears throat> but to, for God to always move that way whenever it gets dangerous will have the effect of training you to not pay attention until he's speaking with a booming voice out of heaven. And he doesn't want to train you that way. He wants to train you to listen to the inner witness. Amen. Amen. That's a hard thing for a pastor. See, what most people don't realize is there's equipment that goes along with offices. Amen. I had somebody the other day say, boy, I just love the equipment, how it works in your life. I said, well, if I wasn't in the offices, it wouldn't work. It's not because I just have a, you know, special prayer life or some inroad with God. I mean, I have a prayer life, but you do too. But see, what, what is the difference? I stand in a place to function in a certain way, and there's equipment that goes along with that. What most Christians don't realize is there's revelation gifts that go along with the pastoral office. They go along with the, with the prophet's office too, but they go along with the pastoral office. And so there'll be insight in how to help the sheep. Amen. But you know what's difficult? When you know exactly what they are not supposed to do, and the Lord won't let you tell them. That's difficult. Why? Because we love you. But he said, no, you just let them just, just learn on their own. Learn to follow that inner witness on their own. <laughs> That's tough. Because they, they got to learn the hard way just like we had to learn the hard way. 
I don't mean it's hard, but I mean sometimes you get bumps and bruises learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. And so you don't always get the liberty. Now, now there's been a couple occasions. I remember one particular occasion where, I mean, it was, I said, Lord, I know what you said. I, know. I said, they need a rescue. He said, just, just wait, just wait. Don't say anything. And finally, they were about to, you know, they only had one nostril above water anymore. Yeah. And they were about to drown. Yeah. And it was going to be over. Yeah. And the Lord said, go get them. Yeah. So I had to dive in there and get them. Yeah. Rescue them. Yeah, thank God for mercy. But, uh, but he won't let us do that a lot of times. Why? Because he's going to train us all to listen to this in here. Listen to this in here. <laughs> oh, it so pays off to listen to this in here. To listen to this in here. Amen. So we, uh, the inner witness can manifest as an inner peace. Remember Colossians 3, verse number, is that 15 or 16 there? Let the peace of God rule. The Amplified says, act as an umpire in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality. Boy, that's important. That word finality is important. Because people say, well, I, I have peace about it, but I'm still praying. Well, you're, you're opening yourself to deception. The peace is the finality. Settle it. Yeah, but if I do that, what about... No, just, just settle it. Just settle it. Just stay out of the whatabouts and what-ifs and your own thinking, your own plans. This is the way I got it figured out. This is the way I want to. No, it's not anything about that. Just follow, just follow what you got peace about. Amen. Settling and, uh, deciding and settling with finality all questions. See, you ever had a question about what to do? Here's how you settle questions. All questions that arise in your hearts and minds in that peaceful state. Peace is to be our God. So the inner witness, is it manifests sometimes as an inner peace. What do you have peace about in your heart? Not, about, not in your head. Your head cannot have. You can have peace in your heart about things your head doesn't have peace about. I didn't have peace about in my head. I'm talking about, in my head, about moving to Iowa. <laughs> There's another witness right there. <laughs> but boy, it sure pays off to follow peace, doesn't it? Woo, yeah. <laughs> and when people ask you where you're from, you're Iowa. I say, oh, is that where they grow the potatoes? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> Where is that? I mean, which state is that by? You know, they just... <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, no, you, got, you have peace. It's about what you have peace about in your heart. Praise God. It manifests as an inner peace. This inner witness. It manifests as an inner knowing. Somebody say, how do you know? I just know. Who told you? No, no I, nobody told me anything. I just know. Praise God. Some of the most, some of the largest decisions in our life were nothing more than I just know. Moving here to Cedar Rapids, we just knew. Going to Ramah, we just knew. Her, her as well. She had plans to do something else. She was on a tour to go to a univers another university there in, uh, in Tulsa. See, that's, when, that's when she heard about a, 
a tour or whatever, get acquainted with Raymond week or whatever. She had an opportunity to go on a tour of Raymond. She's on the campus of Raymond Bible Training Center and she had that witness. This is where you're supposed to go. Well, she had her plans made, so she wasn't too ready to follow that. She got an application, but she started filling it out, and then she wadded it up. Threw it in the trash can. Because, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to another university. <laughs> but she'd get quiet, and that'd come back to her. So finally, she unwadded it and sent it in all wrinkled up. A lot of, uh, lot of spirits, Holy Ghost schools, get wadded up applications. <laughs> wrinkled up applications because that person went through a battle between their heart and their head, you know. <laughs> and finally, she obeyed. Boy, she moved into greater things. <laughs> Lily, it pays to be in the will of God. You just keep moving into greater things. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> But that's the way it manifests, an inner knowing. She just knew. She just knew. How'd she know? Nobody said it. I mean, they're giving information about school, but nobody said, does say it. The Lord, you're supposed to go to Raymond. She just knew. Hallelujah. And there's other ways. It manifests as, as an inner knowing, an inner illumination. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, Baba said. And uh, so the candle illuminates. So there's different things. But I want to... I want to go a little different direction with this. Is that all right? <clears throat> this inner witness. Uh, this can save you in the last days from all sorts of heartache. Um, a number of, I don't know how many years ago, a couple years ago, I heard, some of you might remember that story, maybe only a year or two ago now that I think about it. Remember, it was, you, might not, you might remember some of the details, don't remember all, uh, uh, all the details, but... I'll give you some of the details. Over in the country of Lebanon, uh, there was a fertilizer plant that somebody, I don't know if he was smoking a cigarette or something, and that thing exploded. You remember? It was like, it was like somebody bombed the city. Was it the main city there? A year or two ago. Some of you remember that. And it was just like, I mean, there were some videos, you know, surveillance cameras and everything on buildings that were a couple blocks away or something. They showed it. And it was just like a shockwave, just blowing, blowing buildings over. It was, a, it was a big international story. Anyway, um, and that's not, uh, you know, anyway, th th that's the, what happened on the news. But I heard a report of a pastor whose church was only two blocks away on Christian news on a, on a news broadcast of some Christian people talking to a pastor who his church was only two blocks away from that fertilizer plant that exploded. And uh, that fertilizer plant destroyed buildings, I forget for how far, just, just level, just like a bomb went off. And his church was within two minutes drive, I think they said, or two blocks, something like that. I just remember two. <laughs> but they said, uh, that pastor said, he's a, he's a full gospel minister, believes in the things of the Spirit. And uh, he said that morning he woke up and in his prayer life, he was just disturbed. Now go with me to some, some verses here. Go with me to some verses here. Go over to the, uh, let's see here. Go with me to, uh, let me find it. Y'all got a minute? Well, go with me to Mark 8, verse number 12. 
Mark 8, verse number 12. Let me just look at some verses with you here. We talk about the inner witness, and we usually talk about the things I just mentioned, the inner peace, the inner illumination, the inner knowing. But those are leadings that reveal the will of God. God can give you leadings that something is about to happen that is not His will, and you'll have an unsettledness on the inside. Now here in Mark 8.12, let's look at a couple of verses that talk about it. This is in Mark 8.12. Notice this is about Jesus. Uh, uh, look at verse number 12. He sighed deeply in his spirit. Why does this generation seek after a sign? So forth and so on. Mark that. He sighed deeply in his spirit. Then mark this one. Or, or if you want to turn to this one. Go also to John 11 verse number 33. John 11, verse number 33. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. Notice, this is not a troubling of his mind, not a troubling coming from the outside because he was watching too many news broadcasts or, you know, hearing some bad reports on the news or something. This is, a, this is something that he gets in his spirit. He was, he sighed, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. Okay, John, that's John eleven thirty three. 33. Look at John 13, 21. John 13, 21. When Jesus had thus, had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. He's talking about Judas. He knew in his spirit what Judas was going to do. Now notice, here's a, if you look up the word trouble, it means an agitation, an inward commotion or disturbance. And so we'd say an unsettledness on the inside. Amen. Once he was troubled because of people's spiritual condition there in John eleven thirty three, 33. And the second one, John 13, 21, he was troubled because he knew what somebody was, something somebody was getting ready to do. Amen. And then there in Mark 8, 12. He's troubled because of the condition of the people of God. In this case, it was Israel. They're not saved, but they're the people of God before the new birth. You understand what he's talking about? And so you can, you can get in prayer and be troubled about things, or maybe not even be in prayer, but you're picking up something in the spirit that is not as God wants it to be. Many of those are cues yep. to pray. Yep. Yes. They're your cue. Pray. Yes. We need to learn to catch our cues. Yes. Listen, if you'll learn to catch your cues, you'll find those cues are doorways into the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 We'll, we'll get on that maybe some more later. Maybe Wednesday night. We'll see here. But... Um, you, you can get troubled in your spirit to not go a certain direction. Now look at Acts 16, verse 6 through 7. Somebody said, what on earth, Pastor, are you doing? I'm following the Holy Ghost this morning. It's a little different, but I'm following the Holy Ghost. Just hold on, we're going to get to something here. Look at Acts 16, 6 through 7. Now when they had gone through Phrygia, this is Paul and his company, uh, and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. 
Well, how many of you know the Bible said to go in all the world and preach the gospel? What on earth are they being forbidden to preach the gospel in, in, this, uh, in this area of the world called Asia at the time? Why weren't, they, why weren't they to go over there? I thought we were supposed to go in all the world. See, going into all the world doesn't mean we just pick a, pick a country and go. We're led of the Spirit in what we're to do. Amen. God doesn't bless our plans. He blesses His plans. I had plans to pastor in other cities. I had Florida in mind, you know. Amen. What's his will to pastor? Does that mean I just pick a place and go? No. You're led of the Spirit where to go. And that's what's happening here. Then after, look at the next verse. After they were come to Messiah, or Hamijah, however you say that, they essayed to go to Bithynia. Look at this. But the Spirit suffered them not. Well, you got to rightly divide the word. How many of you know you can do anything you want to do? The Holy Ghost won't force you to do anything or, or, or uh, you know, make, make you do anything. You and I are free will agents. Notice it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Not as many as are coerced by the Spirit of God or forced by the Spirit. He will not force you. Anytime people get to forcing, they're not yielding to the Holy Ghost. They're yielding to a different spirit. You ever met manipulative people yeah. who try to manipulate you and try to get you to do things against your will? Yeah. That's a demon. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. Sometimes people prophesy and they're trying to correct the church by their prophecies. Yeah. They're trying to give their opinions. Brother Hagin said back in his day, people would get up and prophesy against wearing, uh, the women wearing dresses that the sleeves were too short. Well, the Bible preaches modesty. Come on, somebody look at me and say amen. But, but you know, the, anyway, just people trying to push their convictions off on somebody else. All right, so, uh, but see, that's people trying to control other people, what other people do. Calling it the Holy Ghost. I don't know why I'm on all this this morning. So anyway, but they, they were forbidden. And notice there it says they were forbidden in the first verse. And the Spirit suffered them not. It wasn't that the Holy Ghost forced them not to go there. Or, or you know, somehow coerced them to not do something. It was that they, they could do anything they want. They could have gone ahead and gone. But they would have had, well, here's the point. They would have had to override what they knew the Holy Ghost was saying in their spirits. And, and we all have done that. Yes. Where there's an inner, there, there's something in our spirits that, that there, there's, there's something pulling back the reins in our spirit. Whoa, horse! Don't go that direction. I've had that many times in many different areas. I'm getting ready to finish that testimony. Don't let me forget that about that man in Lebanon. But, but I want you to see here, this kind of witness is a unsettledness on the inside of a man's spirit not to go a certain direction. Amen. You know, Jesus told Brother Hagin, if you learn to follow these things, he'll make you rich. Well, that's not just, you know, a private revelation to Brother Hagin. That's actually in the scriptures. Psalm, what is it? Psalm, no, Isaiah 48, 17, something like that. I'll teach you to profit and I'll lead you in the way that you should go. You'll follow his leadings. He'll, he'll bring you in the prophet. Yes. 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 
Hallelujah. Well, but then you'll get unsettledness sometimes about doing certain things financially or going a certain direction in life or making certain decisions or whatever. You get unsettled about things. We emphasize the peace side because that reveals the will of God. We need to talk about this other side because this reveals something God's warning us about getting into. There'll be heartache or danger attached to it or loss attached to it. Amen. We need to learn to follow these things. Amen. And sometimes these things are cues to prayer. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Because the Spirit's trying to pass on to your spirit something that the enemy is getting ready to, or try, going to try to get ready to do. I've had that a number of times. I'll tell you some stories this morning. But let me finish that story of that man in uh, Lebanon. He had this, he was in prayer, and he just was so unsettled. So, and you've got to learn, see, most Christians need to be taught to not let things from the outside unsettle you. There are voices from the outside, voices in the world, the Bible says there's many voices in the world, there are things that if you listen to them, they will unsettle you. Sometimes you got to pull the plug on the, on the uh, news media. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Or just hit the highlights just enough to know a little bit about what's going on. And don't be feeding on it all 24-7, you know. Or even 12, three and a half, you know. <laughs> we can cut it down a lot less than that. But you know what I'm talking about. It'll unsettle you. And listen to anything the enemy's saying will unsettle you. But see, that's a voice from the outside coming against, against your mind to trouble your mind to where you're, you're anxious in your mind and it can get on the inside of you. That's not what we're talking about here. How do you deal with that that's coming against you on the, from the outside against your mind? You got to answer it with the truth of God's word and turn your attention away from what's troubling you and put your attention back on what God told you. Hallelujah. How many of you knew great, the Bible said, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. You, you get your attention back on the word and you'll get peaceful again. But there are times, and I've had this, I've had this. Where I'm, I'm in prayer just endeavoring to have my good, good fellow, fellowship with God I'm used to having. And I am troubled. I am uns- it's not because I've been watching too much news. It's not because I've been listening to the voice of the enemy. It's coming from in here. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I- I'll tell you a couple of stories here in a minute about that. But let me finish this one in Lebanon. We don't want to leave this man over there. <laughs> anyway, he's a pastor. Full, go- full gospel. He knows some things about the Spirit. The move of the Spirit. And uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost, so forth. And uh, he woke up that morning that that explosion happened later that day. He woke up that morning and he's just having his time with God. And he has this unsettledness. He just didn't, he didn't want to go into the office. He, he just sensed danger. He sensed something's not right. He sensed something, something serious is dangerous getting ready to happen. And he, didn't, he, he prayed and he sought God about what it was. And he got no answers except he just had a, a, an unction. Just call the staff. I think he had 37 people at the building that day working. He said, call the staff and just tell them, go, everybody go home. He said, I don't know why. Everybody go home. Leave. Close the office down. Just go home. And so that's all he knew. He didn't know that place was going to get ready to explode. And they're only, I think it was two minutes away is what I remember, right? And, uh, but, and so they just, whoever the administration there running the office, they said, everybody, pastor called, said, everybody go home. They said, what? They said, 
Go home. Yeah, everybody go home. Leave. Because you know, their homes are out in the suburbs usually, you know, not living down, down there. And so they all went home. I don't remember how later it was that day, but uh, not long later that day, that fertilizer plant exploded. And people all around there were killed. But nobody was killed in his church. Hallelujah. That just reminds me of a thousand may fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it will not come near you. But see, that's not just an isolated verse all by itself. What if you get an unction to not do something and you do it anyway? Well, it might come nigh you. I don't wish that on anybody, but I'm just simply saying we got to walk in the light of all the word to get all the fullness of the word. Praise God. We had a season here at the church. I don't remember. We, I was talking to Teresa before service. Maybe a couple years ago, went through this season. That in this period, I don't know, was it all within a year or six months or sometime? We didn't, we didn't write all the dates down and everything. But the, the church went through a season of just all sorts of attempts of the enemy to destroy and to uh, just, you know, he goes about steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, he's always pacing the baseline or pacing the borders of li the people of God's lives, the work of God's lives. But there seems to be seasons where he really amps it up. And that's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to be aware of and keep the doors closed so that he doesn't have any opportunity. What we have, including the witness of the Spirit, is much greater than anything the enemy is trying to do. Much greater. Much greater. It will, it will. The, the enemy through this season, he tried and tried and he tried this way and tried this way and tried this way. And greater was the one in us than him in the world trying to get us. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's not even a wrestling contest. You know what? It's just greater is he that's in us. But for... Uh, for a season, it was not a long season. I'm wanting to say it wasn't even six months, but we don't have it written down. But I would get up some mornings, and I just, it was just, it, it was just like I was mad. It was like I, uh, just like I was unsettled. It was like I, you know, it was just something's not right. Something's not right. And it's not me. I'm in fellowship with God. Amen. Let me, let me say something that just came up in my spirit. You can get in prayer and feel like you're lost. Somebody say, what on earth am I? I'm in fellowship with God. Well, I'm here praying and talking to God. Why do I feel like that's an intercession for somebody that's lost? I've had that. I've been in prayer and called out in prayer. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost. And I'm thinking, my God, why am I saying this? This is way back in the early days before I really understood some of these things. Why am I saying this? I know I'm saved. I can go take, take you to the day I got saved. I remember the burden of sin rolling away. I remember all that. I'm not lost. But I found out I was praying for somebody else. I'm picking up what they are, where they are in the spirit and intercede, make an intercession for them. Hallelujah. And you can stand in the gap. Thank you, Lord. Intercession means to stand in the gap between two parties that are at odds with one another. Amen. 
And this is a Holy Ghost church. We're learning to get over into the Spirit in these things in prayer. There's more to prayer than just putting your head down and for a half hour just go shandai, 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 shandai. There's all sorts of expressions. There's all sorts of, there's all sorts of, uh, well, that's the best word, expressions. You can, you can get a, a groaning, you can get a, a yearning, and you can express it in prayer to God. We're not trying to make things up. But yet, right on the other hand, you can yield to things, and before you know it, you're acting differently than you ever expected to act. Anyway, so, but uh, through this season, there were, I could tell you about four things that, that tried to happen through this season, and every time, the, either the night before or, or the day before, I would be better, more accurate to say the day before or the day of, in the morning of, that one of these things tried to happen, and I'll go through a few of them, every time... I had this unsettledness on the inside. Something's not right. Some sort of danger. Something's going to come against the church. And I, I would get in the spirit and pray. And many times I didn't even know what I was praying about. I'm just yielding to those yearnings and those groanings. See, the Holy Ghost, it lives in your spirit and he'll pass on to your spirit what he knows is getting ready to happen. And if it's not his will, the reason he's passing it on to you is so you'll pray and change it. It's not so you go and say, I knew that was going to happen. Well, if it wasn't his will, the reason that he was trying to pass it on to your spirit and cause you to know about it was not so you could boast and say, I knew that was going to happen. It's so you could change it. Not everything that's getting ready to happen is God's will. Amen. Amen. I'll just tell you this. People are kind of smug about this next election. They better pay attention to the Holy Ghost. Anyway, the, the thing about these leadings of the Spirit is they are uh, a warning to pray. They are a cue to pray and change it. And I'm telling you, through that season, these things would come up and everything that the enemy tried to do, he wasn't able to pull it off. Because... Why does God pass it on to us and why, why doesn't he just do it? Why didn't he just sovereignly change it? He knows it's going to happen. He, it's not his will. Why doesn't he do anything? Let me just say something that some people wouldn't even understand. But most of you will because he can't. He gave us authority down here. What happens down here is up to the church. Somebody said God can do anything he wants. Well, then why doesn't he make everybody get saved? He can't do anything he wants. He will not violate our will. And he put us in authority. And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, he'll back us up, but earth has to initiate some of these things. So he'll pass on information to our spirits so that we know, so that we can, we can get in there and pray and change it. And boy, if I've seen some, I've, anyway, if I could tell stories, I'm, I, I'm running out of time already. But so let me just tell a few of these stories. How many of you want to hear some of these stories? I don't remember the order or which one was first, but I'll just go through a few of them. One of them was, uh, one of them was uh, the, we were fixing the, remember this playground right behind this building here. This, you know, the fence post rotted off and everything, and we need to replace it, the fence. And we needed to put in new posts. And then we need to dig holes for that. And we had all, I mean, we, you'd be surprised how many 
locators we've had come out and tell us where all the cables are down there and everything. And they've told us, and, and to be a fact, I think Brian knows more about where all the cables are behind this building than anybody in the county, anybody on staff, <laughs> look, looking at all their maps. Okay, this electric line goes here and this one goes here. And, and Brian knows more about it than all of them do. Sometimes because we hit them. <laughs> They weren't supposed to be there, but they said, no, there's none there. Drill right there. You know, hit one. And we were doing that one day, and we were, we were told there wasn't a cable here. And we went down in there to drill, drill that. Well, I wasn't there. It was, who was it? You, Cameron, and who else was it? Rob. And uh, they hit, they're using that track, well, they're using the track machine with the auger on it. And uh, they hit that cable. What was it, about this big around or so? Well, they didn't know they were hitting a cable, except they're digging and a half mile that direction, a transformer goes, kaboom! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not an exaggeration, is it? And they're like, wow. And then they look and fire's coming out of their hole. Is that, am I telling the truth? So they, I don't know if you pulled it out, got out of there or whatever you did. And sure enough, that they hit a was a 10,000 volt cable down in there. And that machine, now think about that, that machine shorted it out. So that machine is metal. Were you in the machine? You were running the machine. He's sitting in the machine. 10,000 volts can kill a person. A whole lot less than that can kill a person. A whole lot less than that can kill a person. And he hit, sitting in that machine, 10,000 volts. And his life was spared. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But that morning I had had one of those, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. And prayed in the Holy Ghost. How, how did I know that? I knew it not in my head. I, you know, sometimes I forget which day they're doing which thing, you know, so I wasn't sure exactly, maybe that day I did, I just don't remember, but it's, it's one of those things, it wasn't because I'm thinking about things, it's because I'm in prayer and something's unsettled down in here. Thank God for that. Somebody said, boy, if I get an unsettled, I should be afraid. No, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Don't yield to the fear out here, yield to the unction to pray and change it down here. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And, uh, and that's one of them. Another one, we were talking about this this morning. I said, I want to get all the facts right, Teresa. Make sure and help me here. And to the best of our knowledge, this is the way this happened. We had been working on in, in, was this building, the fire alarm system. Family, family fire alarm system. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Family fire alarm system had been whacking out for, what, months, really? And it'd go off in the middle of the night, and, you know, we'd all come down here, and it's nothing. And that had been going on, going on, going on, going on. And finally, we finally got to the root of what was going on and fixed it and everything. And I don't think it was a day or two later. I think it might have been the next day, whatever. Uh, we were, uh, of course, we're all at nighttime, home and sleep. And the fire alarm goes off here. It sends out a signal to cell phones and stuff. But within a certain time, you have to be here or the fire, pe the, the, you know, the fire fire department they're going to show up you know because that's just they have to so but we didn't get it in time or whatever and the fire department showed up well um they didn't find anything except they smelled something and uh they came and they looked behind one of the freezers in the 
in the uh, family center, and one of the freezers had actually caught fire and was, had charred the wall, but it had gone back out. Amen. Strike two. <laughs> Amen. But I had had a premonition again. Something's not right. An unsettledness. You almost feel like, I don't know how to describe it other than this. It's almost like you, you just, you, you're, you're, it's difficult to describe this unsettledness sometimes. But sometimes you almost feel like, well, why, why is God not his sweet presence manifesting like I'm used to in my prayer time. It's because he's trying to alarm, he's not trying to alarm you, he's trying to warn you, he's giving you a warning, pray, Something, something's dangerous, something bad's getting ready to happen. And so I'm learning the more I have these experiences to yield to that and pray that out. Will you always know all the details? No, I, in fact, in most of these situations, I didn't know a whole lot of details at all. But if you yield to the Holy Ghost, and then whenever you say, uh, sometimes you'll just get over in the Spirit, and you'll say, I just take authority over death, or I take authority over destruction, or I take authority over whatever you're prompted to take authority over. Hallelujah. And you might not know, some of these experiences, you might not know for years what exactly you were praying about, especially if it's in other people's lives. You know, your family doesn't tell you everything all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? right yeah. Amen. Amen. Brother Hagin tells a story about his, uh, no, there's a number of stories he's told, but he tells a story about whenever he was still bedfast. He's just been born again uh, within a few weeks, I think, whatever it was. He'd been born again. So now he has the witness of the Spirit. But he said he was, he was uh, his mother came in one morning and said, Ken, I didn't want to trouble you about it, but for days now, because his mother's also born again. Anybody born again has got what I'm talking about. They don't have the, maybe they don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but they can get this inward, I like to call it an inward foreboding. You might, might want to write that term down. That's the way this manifests in some cases sometimes. It's a foreboding. It's like a, a sense, in fact, I wrote down the definition. Let me see if I can find it quick enough. Y'all got a few minutes here yet? It's a sense that something is getting ready to happen, which is not the will of God. Um, so I'll, I'll look for it here while I finish this story. It's an unsettledness in your spirit. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I got a definition here that's really good. I like it. But anyway, I'll find it here. It's a sense that something's just bad is about to happen. Now, you got to rightly divide between the enemy giving you fear from out here and a sense of what the Spirit of God is trying to get you to pray about in here. If it's in here, it will not create fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. It'll create an awareness and it'll create the, the sense of urgency to pray. But it won't create fear. Amen. You got to understand the difference. And if you don't understand the difference, just pray in the Holy Ghost and ask God to help you. <laughs> Amen. But so Brother Hagin said his mother came in just a few weeks after he was born again and said, I didn't mean to disturb you. I know you got a lot on your mind. You know, he's, she thinks he's thinking about his sickness all the time. But she said, uh, would you, uh, she said, something's wrong. Brother, his brother was named Dub. Something's wrong with Dub. Dub had left, there was, these were depression days, 1933. Dub had left to find work in another area of Texas. 
or went down to the Rio Grande Valley or something. And uh, he just, because there wasn't any work, people just standing around in the streets, men, you know, able-bodied men all day long, standing around the street looking for a job. 1933, right after 29, the crash, you remember. So he said uh, he went to look for work and he couldn't find any. And uh, he, he, they didn't know exactly where he went and didn't know when he was supposed to come back. But his mother says something, something's wrong, something's wrong. And she said to Ken, I just, something's wrong. I need help pray about this. And Brother Hagin said, well, Mama, I didn't want to say anything to you. He said, I've been picking that up for three days. But he said, it's, she thought, because Dub was a little bit on the wild side. She thought he had gotten in trouble with the law. Maybe he's in jail. Brother Hagin said, no, he's not in jail. I've been praying. And she said, he said, I've been praying. And I picked it up. His life's in danger. His life's in danger. But he said, I prayed about it, and I got, I got the peace about it. It's going to be all right. Learn to do that. Pray, pray until you pray through that unsettledness, and you get a note of victory. Pray until you get a manifestation of victory, and get a manifestation of laughing or, or, or singing or something like that, or just you don't, have that, you don't have that alarm anymore or whatever. And he did that, and uh, he wasn't even filled with the Spirit yet. He just did it in English. But uh, three days later, Dub showed up in the middle of the night, and the whole backside of his uh, britches were out, and his shirt and everything. So uh, he said what happened was he had uh, found no work down where he went, and he, so he rode the rails, just jumped a rail car. You weren't supposed to, but he jumped a rail car to come on back to McKinney, Texas, and uh, come back home, except one of the... Uh, you know, the security guys on the rails, however those guys work, found him in the car one day, you know, just an empty tra- train car, uh, riding the rails and hit him in the head and knocked him off the rail. That's a nice way of justice, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, hit him in the head and knocked him off the train. And he went down the side of the train track skidding on his back. Brother Hagin said, it's amazing he didn't break his back and probably would have if we hadn't picked it up in prayer and, and, and prayed. So he came in all scratched up and all hurting in his backside and everything, the britches out and everything. Uh, was, his pride was hurt too, you know. But, but a few days later, he's fine. Amen. Well, see, we need to pick those kinds of things up in prayer. His life was in danger. His life was in danger. Why did he not die? Well, hit, getting hit in the head and knocked off a train going 50 or 60 mile an hour and skidding down the, the cinders, hitting those, probably hitting some of those, you know, rail ties that's a good way to die thank God for somebody picking it up in the Holy Ghost and changing it in prayer hallelujah well let me tell you another one here at the church you want to hear another one here at the church we'll begin to wrap this up why am I saying this I don't know but it's just been on my heart for about three days I think it's just God just you know Letting us, reminding us of some things so that we're not missing these kinds of cues. Praise the Lord. We were, uh, at this time I was mentioning a few years ago, well, that kind of tells you when it was now, Teresa, because when, when we were building our house. So that was 2019 over into 20, probably, probably the fall of 2019. So that had been about three years ago uh, when this series of things happened. Um, we were, I woke up one morning again with that inward foreboding. I just, just... You know what a foreboding is? An inward sense of something eminent that's not right. Something's eminent, you know. 
Uh, and so I, I just went to prayer again. I just, I don't know all the answers, except I just got to pray in the Holy Ghost, see what else the Holy Ghost, and uh, I got it prayed out. I'm thinking, man, this is becoming too common here, you know. But see, the enemy sometimes, he'll come in seasons. And he'll try to, to really get in in certain seasons. For one reason or another. Maybe it's a season of increase or whatever. So, but, so, uh, and so I prayed it out and seemed to get some, some victory about it. And that day, they were planning on the, the uh, guys that they were pretty much finishing up with the outside of the house is pretty much done. But they hadn't dug the... Uh, you know, your downspouts, most of the time now they have a drain on the bottom so they don't erode your yard. And we put a drain in, on the downspouts to go out to take the water away from the yard and dump it out in the woods. So we're, we're digging those downspout ditches. And I knew one area where the gas line came in. I knew we had to dig close to that, but I knew exactly where the gas line was and where it came into the house, and I knew to stay away from that, and I explained it to everybody and everything, and guys standing there smoking a cigarette, and I said, put that cigarette out. See, I just had that prompting. I said, you're going to be digging next to this gas line. That's not smart. So, so they started digging, and, and the guy just, just put, put the thing down in the wrong place and just hit that gas line. Now, I had had a sense after praying about it that that's what that was that, that, we were, that I was praying about. So I already had the, the uh, right here's where we're digging. And probably no more than where, you know, somewhere right in here somewhere was where our gas tank, you know, LP tank was. And I already had the lid off of that thing and the valve ready to turn off. I didn't want to turn it off because you turn it off, then you got issues, you got to restart. But so, and I knew... I knew just something, these guys, these guys aren't going to pay enough attention. You know, some workers, anyway, I won't go off on that. And so they hit that thing, gas started going over, ran over there like that, turned that thing off. Strike four. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can the devil lose every time? Yes. Every time. Every time. Every time. We all, he always causes us to try it. But see, we've got to learn it's not just you making our faith confessions and then overriding these witnesses. I got to tell a story. You, got to, you want to hear another story? Uh, I know a minister that said uh, a lady came to him said uh, you know he's teaching on the inner witness and so forth she said I, I want you to explain something to me she said uh, no no he wasn't teaching on the inner witness she just talked to him uh, explain something to me I uh, I got a hold of the word and started making my confessions of faith claiming all the rights and privileges I have in Christ I've been so blessed my life has been changed so forth and so on my goodness it's 1215 where'd the time go today This is my last story. <laughs> but he, she, uh, she said, uh, and so I, I claim all the blessings of God. I claim my healing, claim my protection, claim all those things. You know, Psalm 91, he gives his angels charge over me to keep me and, you know, all those things. And uh, she said, uh, one day I was downtown. Actually, it was in Kansas City. I was downtown shopping, and I got mugged. Somebody stole my purse and ran off, and they, you know, hit me or however they did that, and uh, stole a purse and ran off. And she said, I, I'd want you to explain why that happened. I'm, I'm, I'm a faith person. I, I believe for protection. Why did that happen? 
Well, you know, we don't know everything either. Unless the Holy Ghost tells us. It's not our life. We don't know all the answers in your life. Why don't you find out the answers in your life? <laughs> anyway, but so this minister said, well, unless, and he just checked and dipped into his spirit. And he had this come up in his spirit. Ask her if she had any premonitions before she went that day not to go. So he asked her, did you have any inward premonitions, any inward reservations about going that day? And she said, oh, yeah. But she said, I'm a faith person. I just said, no, devil, you get behind me in the name of Jesus. And the minister said, that wasn't the devil telling you that. That came from in here. I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it, you can preach it and teach it, but you kind of got to learn it for your own life. The difference between what comes up in here and what comes from out here. You just got to, you just kind of got to, you got to check your spirit. Amen. And if you live a troubled life in your mind all the time, it might be a while until you can learn the difference between what's down here and what's up here. God will have to get you, have to have you emphasize not living in a troubled mind for a while. To get you back to where he wants you in peace. But then he'll, he'll begin to teach you about paying attention to things down here. These forebodings kind of thing. And so, but, but see, 1 Timothy says, we're in one I'm almost done. 1 Timothy one nineteen. Are you with me? 1 Timothy one nineteen in the Amplified. Holding fast to faith. And then the leaning of the entire human personality on God and absolute trust and confidence. And having a good, clear conscience. The conscience is the voice of your spirit. What's your spirit picking up from the Holy Ghost trying to pass on to you? Holding fast to faith and a good, clear conscience. By rejecting and thrusting from them their conscience, some individuals have made shipwreck of their faith. So you can't separate being led of the spirit from faith. Or you can't separate faith from being led of the spirit. They have to go together. Because you begin to use your faith, God will honor your confessions of faith and say, okay, they're believing me for protection, therefore I'll guide them. And one way he'll guide us to not do something in order to protect us if we get that inward, that inward, no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Anybody ever overridden that? And later said, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. Those days are going to be over. <laughs> Amen. But you can injure your faith. That's what he said here. You'll have shipwreck of your faith. That's an injured faith. You can injure your faith by always overriding what comes up in your spirit and then getting into trouble because of it. Amen. We're learning not to do that. So, but he will, I want you, you can stand with me. That'll help me, that'll help me quit. Amen. But you have to learn because you're a person, a person of faith, you might get some of these things. God's honoring your faith. Does that make sense? See, the leadings of the Spirit don't only lead you in what to do, they also lead you in what not to do. If you have a covenant of divine protection, then He'll lead you away from destruction. Come on, somebody. <laughs> 
because destruction de it destroys our inheritance, our rights and privileges in Christ. And he'll lead you not only to go this way, he'll lead you, don't go this way. And sometimes that, is a, that can manifest as an inner alarm or an inner, I, I don't have any peace about that or I'm troubled in my spirit about that. Not out here. Amen. But something down in here. Did you learn anything this morning? Hallelujah. I mean, just listening to these things can save. You know, a lot of times people are using their faith to clean up after the devil. After the devil got access. Our faith isn't to follow the devil around and clean up his messes. Now that's good preaching right there. It's not to follow the devil around after he's done what he got in to do and clean it all up. How about we use our faith to follow this down here and keep the door closed to him from even having access to our lives? There's something better than, you know, having a big blow up and then God, you know, God getting you out of it. It's avoiding the big drama altogether. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know people gravitate towards testimonies where great terrible things happened and God delivered them from it. I know that. But there's a lot of us have testimonies that we just missed a whole lot of stuff. And I have more respect for that kind of testimony than I do any other. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are kept by the power of God. We are kept by the power of God. But we're also kept by the leadings of the Spirit. The, the witnesses of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know why that's been on my heart for three days. But I'm not going to. It really has been on my heart for longer than that. But uh, let's just take it and practice it a little extra. More than maybe we've been paying attention to it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands and thank God for the word this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now that 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 jisteke e branzo gotofrefe e stole brandemblo gochefe bandoli gilinglo goshte banange freshuke embrongoye ikataye. This is for someone here. Turn, turn, turn. No, you don't need the devil cast out. You need to turn, turn from darkness to light. Turn from what the enemy is telling you and to what God is telling you. And turn away from those things that you have listened to and those voices that you have listened to. Turn and peace will begin to be more dominant. Peace will begin to enter into your spirit and enter into your soul. Ha, 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 ha. And so listen to the voice of the Spirit on the inside, and He'll guide you. Listen about where to go for your help. Listen about where your answers are, and turn and be faithful to that place. And your answers will spring forth speedily, and you will be turned into another person. People that have known you for, gener for a generation won't even begin to recognize you because your life will take on a complete new uh, blessing. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. <clears throat> yes, Lord, we'll be able to say more later. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. 
Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. That response, once that response is, is visible to you, you see that response in their heart, then you'll say more. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm not trying to delay anything. I want to go as much as you do in the flesh. But just pray in the Spirit, just for a moment. I know that, I know that. Yes, Lord. No, 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 no. No, kept by the power. Kept by the power. Kept by the power. Yeah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, here's what not to do. Don't leave the service with, a, with, with fear. Amen. Leave the service with a ha, ha, ha. Somebody said, well, I don't have any of those forebodings that were those premonitions like he's talking about. Well, go as much about what he doesn't say as what he does. If you're not picking anything up, if you're in fellowship with God and you're not picking anything up, then you just go your way rejoicing. Just saying, I, I know everything I need to know. And if there's more I need to know, he'll let me know. Hallelujah. So we don't leave here in fear. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We just leave here with our spiritual antenna up. Do you know what I mean? Paying attention to what's going on down in here. And you got to ask yourself the question is, is this something coming from me on the outside? Or is it something, you know, did I go to sleep last night watching too much news or whatever? Or is this just something coming up in my spirit? Hallelujah. Say it out loud. This is a good confession before we go. I have an unction. And I know. Ha, ha, ha. I'm in the know. Ha ha ha. Because I'm in the know, I'm in for a divine show. <laughs> a show of his power. A show of his protection. A show of his love. For his banner over me is love. Hallelujah. We're kept by the power of God. We're kept by the power of God. Amen. Give God a shout before we go. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Always victorious. Always victorious. Always victorious. We shout for the victory is ours. We shout for the victory is ours. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The victory is always ours in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.